With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another edition of the How to Bet the Kentucky Derby podcast, episode four in living color. Expect to have clocker Gary Young on if you read the uh, synopsis of the show. Uh, may not be familiar with the name, but really uh, someone who wouldn't need an introduction if, if clockers were uh, the celebrities that uh, they sometimes deserve to be based on the, the calls they make. And uh, Gary was one of the few uh, extremely bullish, not only on American Pharaoh's chances to win the Derby, but also the Triple Crown. Uh, and he's called many other solid shots in his more than 30 years of clocking experience. Uh, so looking forward to getting his insights. He is at the uh, Ocala two-year-old in training sale right now, so uh be calling in shortly. Uh, but the big thing with Gary that I wanted to have him on specifically today is that starting tomorrow, uh, and that's assuming you're listening on Thursday, but if you're listening any other day, starting Friday, April 28th, uh, Gary will be live at Churchill Downs, and he will be providing his insight uh, on what he sees at Churchill Downs uh, to TwinSpires.com. He and I are going to be shooting a rap show after the workouts each morning, and we'll get up to the uh, up to the day reports from Gary. So not only get a sense of what he likes or what he doesn't, but also the progression. Uh, horse is improving, uh, is one regressing, uh, and what does that mean for the big day? So uh, looking forward to getting those thoughts from Gary throughout the next week, and really looking forward to talking to him now to get his thoughts on the Derby Group in general. Uh, Gary, thanks for the time. Uh, I know you're busy at the sale. How are you? How are you, Ed? Doing well. Sitting here with my uh, really looking forward to it. Could be a big player in this derby this year, Ed. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's a big man on campus at Churchill Downs, and he wants to be a big man on on May sixth. On my way to Louisville. Nope. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm okay. I am too. Oh, so all right, Ed. Mm-hmm. What else is? You might be on the same flight. We might be. I'm going through Charlotte, and I get in there about eleven o'clock tonight, and. Uh, and uh, Darren Rogers, my good buddy, will have all my credentials at the at the hotel, and we'll uh, hit the ground running. I imagine with the rain and the forecast, there'll be a lot of workouts tomorrow and stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, we'll be uh, out of the frying pan and into the fire uh, for sure. Uh, really looking forward to your thoughts. And as I told all our listeners, uh, you are at the the two year old in training sale. Uh, so actually, my first question is. Do you have to sort of recalibrate what you're looking at, moving from unraced two-year-old hopeful future stars to established uh, classic hopefuls, or is it, you know, you're looking for a certain style of motion and you stick to that, or is it a different way of assessing what you're looking at based on uh, their age and talent level? Well, when you're watching a horse work for the Derby, you're kind of – they're you, – you, you, you're watching them work for what they and 
their connections hope for will be the race of their life. When you watch them working for a two-year-old's in training sale, obviously their connections want them to go fast. But as a buyer, you're looking for something that um, that you foresee that you can see talent in now, and then you can also see getting better as the as the you know as the careers and the years go by. You know, so that would it's uh, it's a little bit different. Yes, it's a little bit different. Yes, it is. Um, what you do, of course, beyond just uh, the Derby and uh, a lot of your, your trade is in Southern California where uh, a, a wide range is with any circuit of, of class and, and talent level. Uh, some of these horses you'll be more familiar with uh, than others. Uh, what's your approach? How do you compartmentalize uh, assessing horses you've already seen uh, versus getting to know those you haven't and trying to, to play catch-up? Uh, with only having a, a week or so, do you do some homework? Do you talk to other people who have seen these horses? What, what's your approach there? Yeah, I've, I've watched. Uh, I I watched the races that count, so to speak, the the ones with potential Derby horses or the the maiden races uh, that are chock full of promising prospects. I watch those races from around the country, either live or on my computer at night. Do so I get the the luxury of watching those horses train on a daily basis. No, no, we had a really, you know, obviously we had a really good in uh, in in mastery this year, and I was a huge fan of his. I saw the highs and the lows of that uh, the game that day when he won, and uh, and then the fan asked Mister way down to the winner's circle if his horse was okay and. Bob looked over there and saw Mike climbing off the horse. Um, you know, that was, uh, he was a very good horse. And I'm the only one that, uh, you know, thinks that California had a really strong hand in both the Derby and the Oaks and Mastery and a unique Bella, but uh, they're fragile animals and neither one of them made the race. And uh, from a gambling standpoint and everything, that actually makes them uh more wide open races in my opinion and uh you know i mean a lot of people are uh are going to th- toss most of the toss the horses that came out of the Santa Anita Derby and you know i'm i can kind of see their point but the track changed that day uh the dirt races after Mandela won the Oaks were all kind of on the slow side and the track changed that day so i could uh you know, I'm kind of giving them a little bit of a pass. Um, you know, I, I, I the, the race that, that kind of just really befuddled me in that race was the was the Battle of Midway race. Um, I couldn't. I bet on him, and uh, early on, I thought, "Wow, he's gonna he broke good. He's gonna get a good trip." But I never, in my wildest dreams, thought he would be inside of a three horse duel going 46 and two to the half. Hmm. And uh, I thought it was a very, uh, I thought it was a very commendable performance for him to still be in front with 50 yards to go. He was tired, and the final quarter of the race will not uh, will not make anyone forget about Secretariat's Derby when he ran every quarter faster than the preceding <laughs> quarter. But uh, um, I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was a, a an admirable performance for a horse that'll probably be. He'll be fifteen to one, maybe ten, fifteen to one in that derby. So I mean, 
I thought it was it was it was yeah at least you know you know I mean hey the winner of the the winner of the San Diego Derby he's probably going to be about the same price too you know right yeah and that's uh, I don't think much will separate them odds wise even though one was the winner yeah uh, exactly we haven't. We haven't spent a lot of time on this podcast on the Oaks, but knowing you're you're based in Southern California, and to me, uh, you know, a lot of talent was there, led by Unique Bella, uh, but it seems at least short term the torch may have been passed. Uh, Santa Anita Oaks, Paradise Woods, Abel Tasman. I uh, thought Abel Tasman maybe get, gets a pass. Not sure she ever would have won, but certainly probably would have been closer with a less adventurous uh, opening to that race. Uh, to me, though, I've looked at the Oaks as California and everyone else. Uh, do, do your do your eyes support that, or are you thinking you might see something from the other Phillies that lead you away from California and the Oaks? You know, I I, I was shocked when uh, when Mandela's Philly got beat the first time. I really was, and uh, more and surprised than when Unique Bella time. got beat. You know, I knew Unique Bella was a little um, was a little funny about the gate and stuff like that. And there was a Peter Miller horse in there that was uh, was cranked to run a really good race the first time out. But I was that I hadn't really seen train, so you know, I kind of known in here. I was, I mean, the Paradise Wiz race. I I saw all those horses. I didn't think. On the on the earth on the, below our feet that she was going to lose that day and she did, you know she really didn't have a whole lot of excuse, and then she came back and broke a bunch beat a bunch of maidens, like I thought she would, trained terrific for the Oaks and um, and the way the race came up when she pretty much I thought the race was over halfway around the clubhouse turn when she was in front by two lengths going easy and Abel Tasman kind of took a while to get going that day and she was back there off the pace. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I would definitely have paradise Creek paradise woods as my top choice in, in this year's Oaks as of right now to, to sum up your question though. I'd... All right. Yeah. I didn't mean to, to divert too much from the Derby, but with uh, you, you seeing them a lot, uh, definitely wanted to get your take and especially since she's so lightly raised, but, uh, and I, I thought she was pretty special as well um moving back to the derby though uh one benefit of the of many of the breeders cup being at santa anita uh, as you have seen a few of these is is two-year-olds um but it's been a while and uh we'll start with classic empire because a is the likely favorite and b he's someone who has shown maybe a quirky personality to put it kindly in the morning uh when it comes to a race of the Derby's magnitude and all that surrounds it. Uh, is it, is there anything okay. you look for that sort of turns you off uh, of a horse that's going to be running in front of 160,000 or is it just totally based on the individual and, and what they're showing on the track? You know, let's face it. I mean, he has had his moments in the past and there are a lot of people there that day. So it's something that, uh, you know, something that you need to be, that I'm sure the Cassie camp is aware of and they're concerned of, and they're probably going to school him pretty good in the paddock. And, uh, you know, it's, you'll, you'll know in the paddock and stuff like that, if he's, 
if he's feeling like running or if he's, uh, or if he's got his mind on other things, uh, you hope he's overcame that. I mean, having to run back, having to run back in three weeks, um, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, but, uh, he showed last year when he won the Breeders' Cup, I mean, uh, that would that looked like two very special horses that came to the wire that day when him and Dale Roman's horse came down there. It did. So be interesting to see how he handles the crowd and everything. But uh, he's he's no one's going to question this horse's talent. I mean, no one's going to question his talent. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, the, you mentioned that uh, runner-up, not this time, uh, already retired. But practical joke was third. Uh, Chad Brown adding blinkers. Uh, another question that surrounded him for some is his, his distance. Uh, and that is a variable for a lot of people when handicapping the Derby is what do you make of the mile and a quarter? Uh, what do you uh, like to, to see on the track? Uh, what cues do you look for when you're watching horses train that tell you their fitness level for uh, a 10 for a long race versus something shorter? You know how to get uh, the the length of sh- come down into their workout and stuff like that. Um, I I think practically a talented horse. I'm I'm like a lot of under, other people um, that uh, have some some definite trepidations on how far he wants to run. He's a he's the, he's a talented horse, but I. I have some I have some doubts about how far he wants to run. Um, the Bluegrass was a funny race. I mean, you know, I mean, to think that horse won the race, and I mean, this horse came running up alongside of a maiden and kind of uh, didn't didn't get by him late. Uh, it was a there was a lot of scr- head scratching after the race. Let's put it that way. But uh, I, I do like him as a horse, but I'm. Uh, I'm, he's going to have to show it to me at a mile and a quarter before I'm going to believe it. And a little deeper uh, in the juvenile field was uh, some Southern California horses. Uh, and that was sort of the first uh, thought that maybe California didn't have as big a hand as in other years until mastery came along at least. Uh, have you seen progression from a horse like Gormley who was pretty well beaten that day or is he – better than those out there, but maybe not up to classic empire uh, if he's at his best. You know, it's a tough call. I mean, Gormley has shown talent, but the day that, the day that mastery injured himself, he flicked him off his shoulder, like a, like a bug at the three, at the two and a half furlong pole. Um, uh, I think him and Royal Moe are, are decent horses. Uh, you know, would they be in my top three choices if I had to give a top three right now? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. So. Uh, well, two favorites. Anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. No, yeah. Uh, two favorites. We haven't uh, – actually, we haven't talked about three of the, the four likely favorites. Uh, always Dreaming, McCracken. Irish War Cry, uh, always dreaming in McCracken are already there, so we'll start with them. Uh, any any thoughts on what you're sort of looking for this week from them? Uh, always dreaming won his last prep, did so impressively, and pretty much launched into the favorite role. And McCracken 
lost his, but really hasn't lost any luster from a win odds perspective. Uh, maybe would have been the favorite with a win, but he's still right there among the top choices. Uh, but to me, I, I definitely think you need to see improvement from him numbers-wise, uh, but maybe the fitness will tell a different story. What, what, what do you know about those two? You know, McCracken, one thing you can't can't get past is that he's three for three at Churchill Downs. I think that's a, a huge plus for him. Um, you know, uh, always dreaming. He, he got a very good trip, and he won like a, you know, he won very impressively that day. Um, you know, it's kind of tough. It was behind him. Uh, three, just a horse to nice horse. We said we had a long, um, you know, uh, had a long campaign. He's not particularly important horse. Um, you know, it's no one could deny that the horse was impressive, but uh. Act that maybe not down and affirmed in this year's Derby. It's still going to be a better group than he ran in the Florida against in the Florida Derby that day. Right. Um, you know, McCracken put in a really nice run for about an eighth of a mile around the turn the other day, and he flattened out. Um, they kind of said between the lines going in that he wasn't cranked for the race. Um, I have seen some videos of him working since the race and he he does look like he's working well but I think you're also right in what you said Ed and that he's going to have to move up in this race but uh, you know Ian Wilkes has been around some horses and when he was with NASCAR that have peaked on this day so he's seen how it's done and uh, I'm sure he's going to probably have the same thing done with this horse this day yeah that, uh, that would definitely be the hope for those uh take an eight to one on him uh i'm probably not going to be among them uh the last of the four clear favorites is irish war cry uh beat classic empire and the holy bull through a complete dud in the fountain of youth uh, and then back at it in the wood memorial uh i've sort of been saying uh, i like them uh and for the past week or so i think uh if, if it were a situation where graham had skipped the fountain of youth and said oh we're pointing to the wood um, and his PPs looked like that, uh, undefeated, beat Classic Empire, won the wood. He'd be a clear favorite at 5-2. to two. Now, obviously, uh, he runs the Fountain of Youth race. He's nowhere here, so that's part of the better price. Yeah. But to me, he looks like an overlay based on what he know we can do. Uh, but I'm very interested, once he gets to Churchill, uh, what you think, because that's yes. going to be a, a part of the puzzle for me. Uh, what do you know of him, and do you know of any excuse in the Fountain of Youth? And um, what what do you like? What are you looking forward to seeing from him on the track as one of the late arrivals? You know, you just want to see him relax. I think that's the big thing with him. Um, I mean, he's a he's a nice horse. I mean, he 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 looks like a stake horse when he's out there. Um, he's a tall, kind of a Scotty Pippen type build type of horse, but, uh, I mean, I 
can't deny that his two races were very, very impressive races that he won. And if he brings those two races to the table, he's going to be a factor in this race and perhaps the horse to beat in this race. Um, he's, he's, he's a good horse. I don't know what reason why that he ran like he did the day of it, of the, of the, of the fountain of youth. But, uh, I'm, I happen to share your opinion that he was, you know, he was a racehorse when, uh, you know, Yeah, and Graham's uh, done it before uh, with with Animal Kingdom. So, um, you know, sort of talk about some other trainers that have been there, done that. He's one of them. Uh, Definitely don't want to go through the field one by one uh, because we'll be doing that as they train anyway throughout the week. But uh, any others uh, we didn't touch on that have been on your mind is one you're, like, especially looking forward to seeing uh, how they look? No, no, I mean... Covers it. Workouts are going to have a in it. The opinion uh, in the Animal Kingdom Derby, but his workout kind of was like a lights out kind of workout, and uh, I went with him, and and he did get there that day. So uh, I think the workouts that we're going to see the next couple of mornings hopefully shed a lot more light on it, both pos- and some some positively and some negatively, sir. All right. Well, uh, Gary, I'm really looking forward to talking to you each day. Uh, that's it. Uh, we'll have the video up on YouTube and obviously our social media channels will uh, send it out. And uh, for those uh, listening to the podcast, the synopsis has a link to Gary's website so you can read more about him uh, leading up to, to a big week. But uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun and hopefully we'll we'll find the right horses. Hopefully we will, Ed. It's really good talking to you, and I, I wish the fans hello, and I uh, I will be up in the grandstand watching the workouts on behalf of you and them tomorrow morning. Very good. All right, we'll travel safe. Hopefully you and Mark and whoever else coming to Louisville today uh, make it. Uh, we really appreciate Gary's time, and uh, we appreciate your time uh, listening to us on the How to Bet the Kentucky Derby podcast. Again, that's uh, – Videos start tomorrow with Gary live from Churchill Downs. That's on our YouTube channel at Twin Spires. Oh, and this point. podcast will continue as well. Okay. All right. Thanks, Gary. Gary Young, everyone. And uh, that's it for us. So thanks for listening. And uh, look forward to talking with you tomorrow about another How to Bet the Kentucky Derby podcast topic. Have fun, everyone. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.